Welcome to Software Security Chat Chat, episode 165 for the 17th of September, 2014. I'm Chester Wisniewski, coming to you from beautiful Dallas, Texas, and uh, here's my friend Duck. Welcome back, Duck. Howdy, Chester. Another week on the road and another uh, full docket of security stories, although I've been hearing lots of anecdotes from folks at conferences I've been attending, which is quite quite interesting. Hopefully, uh, they'll, they'll inspire me to write some things up for Naked Security once I can get myself on the ground for a few days. And some of them may even be true, eh? <laughs> well, you never can tell, but uh, certainly most of them have uh, a ring of truth to them and quite a few compliments for the podcast and other things as well. So the, the, the world kind of was lit afire by the folks over at Rapid7 about a Android flaw that seems to be top of the charts for news right now. It's a same-origin bug. Perhaps you can explain what a same-origin policy is and what can happen uh, with this flaw in the browser on older Android devices. Very simply put, it says that if you've got web content that came from two different places then only stuff that came from Site X should be able to access the data like cookies from Site X. Uh, Because if you didn't have that restriction imposed by the browser, then I could put a link like an iframe to your site in my page, my malicious page. And when you visited it, I'd suck in content from you. And then I'd supply JavaScript that would read your data, the data you'd provided like authentication cookies. And I could then send that back to my site and uh, stash it away to abuse later. It's sort of like he who sent it is the only one who can get it back. And it turns out that there's a way to violate that in the so-called Android browser app. That's the old school browser that you got with Android, I think, up to Android 4.3. The one that just has the name browser and an icon that's a stylized blue globe. Uh, If you've got Samsung devices, I believe it's the same program, but they just call it Internet. I guess so the the, the issue here then, Duck, is that I could just craft any old web page, include a part of someone else's web page, and potentially get any uh, secret information that should only be available to that page. So maybe my bank or Facebook or something. So so what do we do? Like if I have one of these, uh, I assume that there's some mitigation. Yes, there is. Uh, You can go into settings, apps, all, which shows you every app, not just the ones you've downloaded. You look for an app that just is called browser. As we just said, if you've got a Samsung device, I think they just call it internet. And because it's a built-in app, usually you can't uninstall it. But if you go into that settings, apps, all list, tap on browser, that takes you into the app info page. And where you'd have the button that lets you uninstall an app that you downloaded, you should have a button called Disable, or I believe on Samsung devices, Turn Off. Then you can install an alternative browser, a Chrome, a Firefox, a Dolphin, something like that, which does not have this bug. Well, there was a story, uh, I think it was a little over a week ago, around 5 million uh, username and password pairs for Gmail accounts uh, allegedly being leaked. WordPress or Automatic, the people behind WordPress.com, said that they had reset 100,000 WordPress accounts that matched some of the leaked credentials. And even worse, uh, it was only 700,000 of those uh, email addresses even matched WordPress accounts at all. So in essence, one in seven WordPress users shared their password with Google and WordPress. Even one in seven is too much, isn't it? It is. And of course, these are just the ones that WordPress found 
easily by taking this list and trying it against their accounts. And as you say, one in seven where it's absolutely certain that the person still had the same password that they did back in the day when their Gmail password was stolen. That's really risky behavior. Yeah, well, and, it's, well, and when we hear about uh, WordPress insecurity, we often think about people installing the open source WordPress on their own Apache server or Windows server and then not keeping it up to date. It doesn't matter if you're running your own WordPress instance or you're using a hosted WordPress instance. Security is still important, even if you've foisted the hosting onto somebody else's server. Indeed. Obviously, if, if I get your Gmail password, then I can use that for malevolent ends because I can send all your friends infected attachments with a WordPress account. That is absolute gold for the crooks, probably much more valuable than an email address because they're able to use these sites without even having to break in, without, as you say, needing an exploit. Just log in like you would and go and hide some malicious content in there and use your URL as part of their next wave of cybercrime. In fact, they might even break in and upload a new U2 album without your permission. Oh, Chester, now you're just being silly. Oh, no, hang on. What's this on my iPhone? Uh, As one of our Naked Security colleagues said, Uh, it just suddenly appeared, didn't it? Apple's idea that you can have a free U2 album. What they didn't tell you is that you were actually going to get it as a kind of compulsory matter and it was going to be effectively as if you had purchased it. So it would show up in your list of albums that you owned without so much as a do you want this. I got to thinking about all kinds of aspects of this that kind of frightened me about privacy and security, right? Like I'm thinking, wow, you know, how many times have I gotten a fish in my email saying, congratulations on your purchase of some movie name on your iTunes account. Your credit card has been charged $19.95. Click here for more information, which of course asks you to log in with your Apple ID. And setting this precedent where out of the blue, suddenly there's a quote, purchase on your Apple account that you didn't expect, it's kind of playing right into the hands of the criminals. It isn't a link that you can say, yes, I want this album, count me as a U2 fan, I'm buying it, or effectively buying it for free. It's kind of racking up all these automatic sales, which is obviously in Apple's, iTunes, U2's interest. And it just struck me that this is really taking opt-in and opt-out and mixing them up in a way that I don't understand. Yeah, I was disappointed. I I would have expected to receive perhaps an email saying, uh, here is a code to redeem for a free album. Go to your iTunes account and go to the uh, gift code box thing, right? And, you know, enter this in to receive it for free so that it would have been more of a choice. But uh, as you say, there's probably some commercial reasons that um, Apple wanted to be able to sell 600 million albums in one second. Apple, bless their hearts, has capitulated a little bit. Um, There's now a web page called Offer Opt Out. So in other words, what they're saying is you can basically, now we've decided you can unbuy it. And there's a button, Remove Album. Do you suppose many people had the reaction I had that I had found what I still wasn't looking for? (laughs) In a way, I sympathize with the people on Naked Security who've been saying, oh, you're just moaning, you know, they gave you this thing for free, you should be grateful. But I do have a lot of sympathy with the other group of people who've been commenting on naked security saying they should have asked. And most importantly, it raises the question in my mind, what am I going to get pushed on me next that I own and am deemed to have purchased 
even though I made no such choice. Uh, it's sort of a little bit like us saying, hey, you're a naked security reader, so we'll foist our free virus removal tool onto your desktop because obviously you want it, um, but it won't actually run until you click the icon. That would be unacceptable. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the bundleware that was on 1990s PCs that people used to get so upset about that, you know, the desktop would be covered in icons for promotional this and trial that. Um, And it's one of the things that people choose Apple devices to get away from. Uh, Many Android devices have things installed on them that are forced by the carriers to be present on their branded version of a Motorola phone or a Samsung phone. And people choose Apple knowing that they'll get a clutter-free experience. So it certainly felt out of character for Apple to do this. I, I urge people to still be cautious about any emails you receive that claim to be about purchases in your iCloud account or your iTunes account, because that is a tactic the criminals use. And just because Apple set this bad precedent, don't be fooled. So there was a, a Firefox update this week. Now, normally when we talk about Firefox updates, we pull out our, our digits and we start counting how many RCEs, how many elevation of privileges, how many information disclosures were fixed. What's the status with the latest Firefox release that was on a non-40-second day? Yes, a non-42-day. What was interesting to me is just that two of the things which were listed as fixed that weren't promoted as security vulnerabilities or security holes that have been patched, nevertheless, have a kind of security angle to them. One of them was about what they described as stability issues with uh, computers with multiple graphics cards. Uh, When you hear stability issues in a browser, you think crash. When you think crash, you think, ooh, that could be remote code execution or denial of service. So definitely anything that improves stability, even if it wasn't mainly about security, can't do you any harm, you'd imagine, from a security point of view. The other one was that the um, SSL display or the thing in the address bar, instead of telling you, hey, this site's secure, click on the padlock to read more about the certificate, would inadvertently say that there was actually something wrong with the site and give you that little two-colored shield that means mixed content, you know, where you've got some HTTP, some HTTPS, which is not necessarily a security hole, but generally a bad idea to mix encrypted and unencrypted stuff. The impression you might get is that a site would be less secure than it really was, which you can argue is better than the other way around. And last but not least, uh, we had a survey, or I guess more of a poll, you might call it, on Naked Security, asking about the, the worst privacy fails of the last year and, uh, and, and who they belong to. And unfortunately, um, unsurprisingly, at the top of the list when we closed the poll was Target with 37% of the votes. Target is a tough one because there's very little people could do to avoid that situation. And there's no premonition to know that a given retailer is necessarily going to succumb to credit card thieves. Uh, you know, it wasn't about the length of your password or choosing a good pin or any of those types of things, right? It was just a victim of circumstance. And, and, and that's, that's um, you know, I think probably why it ended up at the top of the list. What was interesting to me is like really close behind was Adobe. And Adobe got 32% of the vote. But there were ways you could avoid being a victim with Adobe, right? Yes, with all of them, I guess, with the exception of Target, there are things that you could have done that would nevertheless have given you that extra defense in depth that would have helped you out. With Adobe, of course, that breach was all about the fact that they didn't salt and hash passwords. They just encrypted them all with the same key 
so that you could tell when two people had the same password and they had all those unencrypted password hints that meant that large groups of people who had the same not too difficult password all came out in the wash together. If you'd had a well-chosen strong password that's unlikely to be one that anyone else had used, then you would probably have been okay, even though Adobe made this big blunder. In other words, if you'd done the right thing, you would have had some insurance against Adobe doing the wrong thing. Well, and lastly, uh, in the imagining what isn't there category was Talking Angela, the <laughs> oh dear, the application that supposedly had a pedophile in the eye of a talking cat. I'm not quite sure what to say about Talking Angela, other than I guess it's the most successful reactive chain letter hype thing in the in the current time, right? We used to see a lot of chain letter hoaxes making it around through email at the turn of the millennium. And largely that practice kind of died down, which was good. People stopped spreading false rumors in the massive way that we saw when, when email was first becoming prominent in many people's lives. But this talking Angela seemed to bring people out of the woodwork about things that no one talking about it seemed to be qualified to discuss. What disappointed me about this is the amount of time and effort that people wasted looking for a security problem that could not possibly be there. And also imagining if they uninstalled this one app, somehow that would take care of all their security problems or their major security problems. There are some magic fixes. For example, if there's only one thing you can do to improve your health, quit smoking. That's one thing you can do. It really will make a huge difference. But getting rid of Talking Angela is not a quit smoking moment for your online security. It isn't that easy, unfortunately. That's not to say it's impossible. A little bit of effort in the right direction goes an awful long way. So don't waste your time on rumors about talking cats. Do a little bit of reading and help your friends and family as well to learn those few steps they need that will make a big difference in their digital lives. That's great advice, Duck, and that's a good spot to conclude Safa Security Chat Chat 165. As always, all of the latest security news can be read over at nakedsecurity.sophos.com. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes via RSS, on the TuneIn app, or over at soundcloud.com slash And until next time, stay secure.